Hey, welcome back to another exciting episode of Spellstorm Miniatures. Uh, my name is Jeremiah, and we are doing something a little bit different today. And that is, I am doing a solo episode. Uh, the past couple of weeks have been pretty hard getting all three of us together, uh, Dan and Chad, for another episode, uh, which is a bummer, too, because in our last episode, we sort of celebrated two years of recording. That's uh, two years of spell storm miniatures, and uh, we've been having fun doing it. It's been fun talking about the games that we love to play, and it's been fun creating a community around those games. Uh, we've been able to meet a lot of people, and we've been able to get uh, some creators and some people who work in the industry to come on and do interviews and things like that. And I know it's been encouraging uh, for me uh, to be able to to do that and to be able to have people on. But anyway, today it's just me, and I'm going to be talking about some some games that I've played and and just sort of just talk about uh, what's going on in the world around us, um, just briefly, I suppose. Um, but as you know, uh, with 2020, not a lot of us have been able to get games in. And in fact, in between our last episode and then this episode today, uh, the governor of the state that we live in um, uh, enacted a freeze, which then closed down a lot of the game stores in our area of um, and their, their spaces to play. There was one in particular that had, or there was two actually that were kind of near me. Um, actually, let me say that again. There are three that are near me that uh, had allowed customers to come in and schedule um, like rent table space, be able to play a game, but they had to, you know, have be masked up and they had to, you know, follow all of the safety protocols of six feet and washing their hands and things like that. But um, uh, but they weren't. These stores had space for customers to use, but they didn't have. Um, um, but they weren't hosting actual events, um, so still no events. Um, but at least they had the space. Well, then between last episode and this episode, our governor closed everything down, and so now there's no public uh, playing space. Um, I'm grateful um, because both of my boys play games with me and so I've been able to get some games in and it's, and it's some of those games that I want to talk about with you today and just just to maybe just give you a little bit of encouragement and hopefully point you to um, <laughs> there there will be light at the end of the tunnel at some point. Um, I don't know what that'll look like. <laughs> I wish that it would come sooner but um, actually before the freeze I got a chance to play a game of Warhammer 40k uh, with a guy named Mike, and he was running uh, some chaos stuff, and I put out some Astra Militarum onto the table, and it was a lot of fun um, because we decided that we would do we would use the Crusade rules that um, are brand new to the ninth edition, and I really like the Crusade rules. Um, because it it makes it, to me it feels like it makes 40k really come alive. I've been I've been kind of off and on adding and collecting to my you know to my 40k army and but I don't get very many games in 
and most of the time when I get games in, they're they're of the smaller variety anyway. And most of the time there isn't a lot of planning ahead of time. And so we would just say, hey, let's just select a, a certain power level, like maybe power level 25. Well, uh, Crusade already has that built in um, because when you when you build up your roster, when you build up the army that you're going to be using, it will um, you get to select uh, what point value you want to play at. And so so I selected like I spent one of my requisition points and and built up like a 55 point um, list of, of things that I wanted to play in the crusade and. And then the game that Mike and I actually played, I think, was at the 25 power level. So I had a couple chimeras out and a couple units of uh, just regular guardsmen and then one unit of, of uh, elite guardsmen and uh, at least one commissar. And um, I can't remember what else I had. I was able to, you know, I can stick a lot of things in there at 25 power level. Anyway, uh, the game that uh, we were playing... Uh, the we had an attacker and the scenario we were playing we had an attacker and defender and so the the attacker comes from one end of the table and the defender uh, deploys in a in a circular in a circle that's in like in the center of their of their half of the board and um, I think my win condition is um, if I'm able to uh, kill their leader and their kill their warlord. And um, I was unable to do that. In fact, um, I didn't have very much firepower uh, to be able to break some of the armor that he had. And uh, I didn't have enough special weapons to do that. And so I ended up um, not doing so well And in that department. And he was able to counter by taking out the models that had the special um uh, that had uh, had the AP to be able to take out his armor, and so it quickly once the once the tables turned, uh, once my first offensive was was sort of sort of uh, withstood, and he was able to punch back, my army just melted in front of his army. So, <laughs> but it was fun. I enjoy it. Um, I I really like uh, campaign style games, and so adding the element of being able to play Crusade with 40k actually makes me want to play 40k more. Um, I never got a chance to follow up with Mike or follow up with other players because it was shortly after that that uh, you know the freeze came. So um, I did get a couple other games in uh, before the freeze uh, at a different store. I played uh, played a guy named Eli uh, in a Brawl Machine game of, of War Machine. And Brawl Machine is the smaller format. It's 25 points. And there's this additional rules, such as um, you can only take one one copy of, of everything, everything at a, a field allowance of one. And so you can't really spam units and things. And you can't play huge bases. And so it turned out to be a Signar mirror match. I was running Maddox 1, and, and he was running Jake's 2. And... Uh, the thing that made his list a little bit different is, is he also had Malvin and Mayhem, which is the uh, that new Riot Quest model, and and they're able to power up on their own, and they pretty much act just like a a warjack in in a game, and uh, and so he didn't uh, he was able to just basically crush my flank on one side of the board uh, all by himself because uh, because of Malvin and Mayhem 
and all the things that they can do. Um, I had an opportunity to win the game outright. Um, I was actually up on scenario points. And so I was thinking that I would play the long game and that I would just try to win on scenario and just outlast um, him. And the second to last round that we were able to play, he was able to infiltrate in on my side and be able to contest the flag that I was scoring. And so my margin of victory, the points that I was up on on scenario, got real slim real quick, and he was starting to catch up. But I was kind of doing the math and kind of felt like if if we had the time, if we went to turn seven, I would be able to win. And uh, and unfortunately, the store was going to be closing soon, and so we weren't going to be able to finish the game anyway. And so I started looking at other options for... Uh, you know, for an assassination or whatever, or, and I didn't realize I didn't have, a, I didn't see a good chance of assassinating Jake's at all. And then, um, and then I ended up giving up uh, a stronghold to contest the flag that Jake's was scoring and which then weakened my position. And that's right about when the store said that we had to pack up and, and go home. But in packing up, Eli told me that I had Harlan Versch who had the ability, um, uh, who has purgation on his, on his weapon, which then gives him additional dice on, on, uh, targets that have like a, an upkeep spell on them, which Jake's had an upkeep spell on him. And so I could have been able to, uh, to, you know, position Harlan Versch and then be able to use his weapon with purgation. And then if I had done that and maybe chipped away at his damage, then, then the one jack that I had that was close, I could have used to, you know, uh, to maybe finish the job off or something. But I didn't see it because Harlan Versch was so far away, and you know he only had a range ten gun, and there was a forest between me and Jake's. Well, Maddox has snipe, and so if I had cast snipe on Harlan Versch, he could have walked around the side of the forest, and then he would have had the range to be able to shoot Jake's it would, it would have been one shot and it would have, I would have needed to spike some dice, but it was something that I actually didn't see. And so he pointed that out and he was actually afraid that that's what I was doing. Um, but it was a good game. Um, I, I know I've been talking about the brawl machine format and I've enjoyed playing brawl machine, but I have to say, I really like the 75 point game better War Machine just feels more satisfying when you have all of, your, all of your models up on the table and your opponent has all of their models up on the table and and we're all clashing in the center to try to take over the scenarios and stuff. Um, plus, you can get more um, shenanigans with some of the some of the overlapping abilities and things like that. So, I'm not sure how many more Brawl Machine games I'll get in. I think. I think I'll. I think I'm going to stop playing it intentionally, and just have it available if someone asks me to play. Um, but even Oz, my son, he prefers the 75 point list as well, and and probably because both of us also have huge bases that we want to put on the table. So we're looking at that. Uh, his troll stuff just recently came out, and so he's excited to be able to to uh, to put that on the table. 
and and we got uh, the new ones are coming on, on special order i think in january so uh, the next wave of new ones so it's going to be good but uh but anyway yeah i love war machine and there's one more game that i got in before the before at a different store uh as i got a game of infinity in with isaac this was a uh, 150 points so about half of of a full game of of infinity i was running spiral core uh, sectorial, and I think he was just running uh, vanilla Pano, uh, Pano Oceana, and he was asking me what I wanted to face before the game. He's he's way more experienced than I am, and so uh, I'm still kind of learning the game, and, and he's um, leading me through some teaching scenarios, and you know he's a good teacher, but um, I told him that I had never faced a tag yet, and so I wanted to face a tag. And so he put one of his tags on the table, and I, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, we got a couple rounds in before I had to go home, but it ended up in a 2-2 tie um, because of the zones that we were controlling on this certain scenario. And what's interesting is, is I was moving in to be able to score one more zone, which then would have put me up at... Uh, it would have put me at four nothing at the end of the at the end of the turn, and and I moved, I think two or three guys into the zone. I think it, I think actually it's only two able to make it and to be able to to be able to score, and and of course you know his army has an opportunity for AROs to respond to what I'm doing, and I was one armor save away from getting a guy into the zone and stay alive and score and uh and and then putting me up for nothing on the scenario but um but it was exciting everything um was awesome i did something on accident that turned out to be really good uh i've got a guy with a with a like a missile launcher <laughs> and i put him in a position where he was able to um, do some really cool things in the game. I really like Infinity right now. I really like how there really isn't any time, any downtime. It doesn't matter whose turn it is. You're still doing something. There's a lot of opportunities to make uh, critical choices. And so, um, and plus the models are beautiful. And, and I love the tables. They're so terrain heavy. Um, I just, I really like Infinity right now. So I'm hoping to get more games in. Really what I'm hoping to do is, is try to convince Oz to let me teach him how to play. Because I find that when I teach someone how to do something, I actually understand things better and get better at it too. And so Infinity is um, pretty complex. There's a lot of things to think about in terms of how you list build and and just abilities of and of the characters and the characteristics of the weapons and you know and things like that and so um uh and so if i were to finish reading the rule book i haven't done that yet i'm still finished i'm still reading it but if i were to finish reading the rule book and then try to show someone else how to play actually putting models on the table and measuring and rolling dice then uh, i think some of the things that i read would just stay deeper in my brain and I would, and I would understand it better. So, so when I play with Isaac right now, I ask a lot of questions and, 
Um, but it's okay. Won't be playing with him for a while because of the freeze, but um, whenever the freeze is over and whenever uh, the you know the risk of going out dies down, maybe uh, maybe I'll be able to resume playing. Uh, speaking of playing or teaching, uh, I've been able to uh, teach uh, Oz how to play Malifaux. And uh, this is incredible. We've gotten three games in uh, in the last couple of weeks of Malifaux. The first one was just kind of an intro game. It was a training game. It was, it was like 30 soul stones. And I had two copies of Lucius and I had basically, I was able to make identical, identical crews because I had enough investigators and and whatever that, that play with Lucius. And so he had Lucius and I had Lucius and we had the same crew. And so we went through the whole process of setting up and uh, creating our schemes and, and our, and our strat. And then, um, you know, working through the card mechanic of of drawing and discarding and learning how to cycle your hand, and then just moving models on the table and seeing the economy that's out there. We the you know the action economy, uh, the the soulstone economy, and then and all of the abilities that your models have. And Oz really, really took to it. He liked it a lot. He liked being able to cycle his hand and cheating. And, and Lucius has these movement shenanigans with uh, follow my order ability, I think is what it's called. And, and so he really liked it. And, and so, so I was like, all right, cool. So then I did a show and tell and I showed him all of the crews that I had. So that I owned for Malifaux, which isn't a lot. I mostly just um, some guild, crews and then a you know a couple never born and then like one or two arcanists and so i don't i don't have a lot of uh, a lot of malifaux and i was like do any of these interest you and so he had to think about it for a little bit and so he downloads the app onto his phone and, and he's been spending a fair amount of time reading cards and reading abilities and and then also kind of trying to catch the theme of the different crews because you know you want to you want to pick an army that you like you want to you want to play a force or a crew that that you're connected to so he decided that he liked Lucius and that he wanted to keep uh, Lucius as one of them and uh, and then and then doing a little research he wants to pick up Nekama I don't own Nekama so so we would have to buy Nekama outright for him and then um, and so I was like, okay, cool. So now we're starting to get a plan, right? So then he wants to play again. So this time, uh, he's running Lucius and, and we're going to play 50 soul stones. So now we're going to go through the whole process of, of hiring out our crews and, and setting up the board and all that stuff. And so he's got 50 points, 50 soul stones of Lucius and I decide Christmas is coming, December is coming. I'm going to run Rasputina. And Rasputina has the December keyword, so it makes a lot of sense for me. And so I run Rasputina. And so he's doing his shenanigans, and he's doing his things. And, and Rasputina has um, a range spell 
or a range attack, excuse me, that she can shoot through line of sight and point of origin, one of these ice pillars that gets created um, throughout the game, depending on whatever happens to, to get them to create. And so I was able to, you know, plink away at his force and kill some of his dudes. And I had two henchmen that are fairly big. I have an ice golem and I have a blessed of December on my crew. And, and they, you know, one of them has armor too. One of them has hard to wound. And so he wasn't really able to, I was able to put them in some strategic places where he wasn't able to push them out of the way or even kill them. And so and so I, I went up like three nothing on scenario after a couple rounds, and we had to call it uh, for dinner. And and so we put everything away. And and Oz goes, I think I want to kill something next time. So then, so I'm like, okay. So then we started looking at crews that can kill. And you know, I've got Marcus, and he has the Chimera keyword, and he hires beasts to be part of his crew and they go in and you know they do what beasts do and they kill stuff and there's other things they can do they have you know the mutation upgrade and things like that and i was like do you want to try marcus and he goes and he looks at marcus and he looks at the models and and he reads reads the card and he's like yeah i want to try marcus so then so i give him marcus to to look over and play with and so last night we decided we're going to play another game of malifaux and he uh we go through the whole setup and I declare Rasputina again. I'm going to run Rasputina a couple times before I, you know, before I run something else at him and, and in doesn't pick Marcus. He picks Lucius again. And so I was like, wait, what? So he picks Lucius. So now it's almost the same match as before, but this time, I change my hiring and I hire one more model. So now my crew is bigger than what it was before. And he hires fewer models, but then adds upgrades. And so now, so now instead of having all these other models, he kind of has more of an elite force, I would say, because the upgrades do certain things for his models. But the, so now, but the downside is, is, um, he has fewer models on the board to be able to accomplish some of his goals. And so I chose the schemes that uh, drop friendly scheme markers into an enemy deployment zone and enemy side of board. And so there were, so I was trying to go for this theme and I was just trying to be able to um, make the most out of, you know, my opportunity of pressing in on his side. But that also meant that I wasn't really worried about his models. I wasn't worried about killing his models. There was this, um, he kind of flanked his right side, my left side. And then I sort of flanked my right side, his left side. So we had models that weren't even near each other to do anything. And there's this bridge terrain that I have that was in the center of the board. And one of his models got on top and, and I was kind of afraid of what he could do. And so I, I had to kill him, but, uh, um, but, but he was playing more of the scenario. It was a good game and we were sort of distracted because last night was also the, the Mike Tyson, uh, and Roy Jones Jr. Uh, exhibition fight. And so we had done the pay-per-view and so we were watching boxing while playing Malifaux, um, 
is hard. I wouldn't recommend that at all to anybody uh, because in both of those situations, you want to pay attention because boxing is fast and you can miss something if you just look away, right? And then Malifaux is so interactive and, you know, you don't want to miss what your opponent's doing and you certainly don't want to, you know, be distracted and then come back and the board state's different. You, you forgot what you're going to do and, you know, take turns out of action and stuff like that. But um, anyway, it was good. It was good. It was a good night. So, so what have I, what I've done? I've talked about Warhammer 40 K. I've talked about war machine. I've talked about infinity and I've talked about Malifaux. So, so far uh, that's what six games that I've been able to get in since our last podcast recording. Uh, I think that's incredible, but there's one more game that I need to talk about. And that's uh, Frostgrave. Between our last episode, I've actually been able to get uh, four games of Frostgrave in. And these are multiplayer games um, because we're doing campaign mode. So my son Bryce is playing and Oz and then um, my coworker. And so I did a, a um, my coworker, we're sort of in the same bubble. So we've been around each other for a while, you know, so we can safely play games together. But anyway, he he came over um, almost like right after our last recording, and I and I did an intro game of Frostgrave. Showed him how he already plays D anD D. He already understands role playing, but he's never done miniatures. And I think Frostgrave is that perfect game that sits in the middle that that hangs in, in between those two spaces between being a role playing game and a miniatures game because it's both. You get to level up create campaign mode, all the things, right? So he gets the intro game, decides he really likes it. So we, uh, so then we all made war bands and then we played another sort of intro game, uh, four players this time. And, and we added more elements uh, because whenever I teach someone a game, I like to teach them in steps and I like to slowly add things um, you know, each time that you play, you're getting one extra bit, you know, you're getting one extra element of the game or whatever. And so, so we just had a basic game that we played with new elements. We liked it. And we decided that we would just, just level up from there. And the campaign they're running is the cell sword uh, campaign. And it's basically three scenarios. And so we played the first scenario, um, last week and then uh and in that game it was brutal oz pretty much bullied the board and he just owned the board he had these barbarians and and templars or 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 treasure hunters i can't even remember who were plus four fight and then they would get in on the same target and they would be able to get the assist and he was just killing people and so Bryce and Dylan and me, we um, we recognized what was happening, and a few of us just got a couple treasures and just got off the board really quickly, and and then um, and then so what happens is if there's any unclaimed treasure at the end of the game, the last person on the board just gets that treasure, and so Oz just totally bullied us. And got so much treasure on that board. It was it was an extra hard scenario too, 
because before the game, we each one of us blindly chooses a school, a wizard school, and then we reveal. And throughout that game, none of us can cast any spells in that wizard school. And so, but because you have spells from different schools, you know, you can cast those, those other ones, but not the ones that we, that we named. And poor Dylan, he only had one spell that he could cast the whole game. So he had a rough go and he was next door to Oz. They had adjacent uh, deployment zones. And so he was pretty much fighting Oz the whole game. And so he didn't get much, you know, XP. He didn't get a lot of things. I got about average. Bryce got about average. And Oz just got the rest. It was a hard game. And and so we all go back and we all level up. And 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 so we played scenario two this weekend. And it and it came out completely different. So Oz has this incredible war band that is super strong and they have, you know, he decides to sell, you know, sell all his things for money so that he could buy magic items specifically for his war band. And Bryce and I are the ones who are adjacent to him and Dylan's from across from Oz. And we ended up sort of splitting Oz's war band. So one half sort of went towards Bryce's edge and the other half went towards my edge. And instead of running away from Oz, both of us decided to go toe to toe with him. And, and we did. And I, I got three guys in on mul- on one guy multiple times for combat. And one by one, his war band was just being erased from the board. Meanwhile, I was able to sneak off one or two treasures only. And, and Dylan, who was pretty much left untouched, like there was no interaction with my war band and Dylan's war band hardly at all. Um, and then whatever ac- interaction he had with Bryce, it almost looked like they had like a treaty on that edge of the board. And so Oz and I were kind of a little bit upset about that because here we are punching our faces in and they're not doing anything to each other. But, um, but all I have to say is this time Oz was not able to bully the board and, you know, because we, we fought back a little bit, but in round two, Dylan clearly won. And actually he won by a greater margin than Oz did the previous game. And so, uh, and so maybe it makes up for the hard game that he had before. I don't know. Or maybe it just means that, all of us need to focus on playing a more well-rounded game and punk everyone rather than just punk one or two people. But we'll see. Um, we'll see. I keep losing guys and I keep losing them in between, you know, getting wounded or getting killed. And uh, so I have to rehire the warband like all the time, it feels like. Uh, but my my wizard is leveled up uh, to level 10 now. And I know... I've taken the level uh, the levels to learn a couple spells a little bit better. I've improved a couple stats, and then I've also learned four new spells. So now my wizard knows four spell or, or twelve spells total, and um, and that's pretty exciting. I feel like I feel like in campaign mode I'm doing okay. Um, yeah, but but I think Bryce and Bryce and Dylan have some have some tricks up their sleeves. I think so. 
I love Frostgrave. I think it's the most fun. I I love I love campaign games. I love skirmish games. You know, ten models or less, that sort of thing. And and I love simplicity. And and Frostgrave fits like all of that. So, and the fact that we can play it four player and we can play a four player and everyone has fun doing it. Yeah, I like that. Anyway, so I've got a lot of games in. So I think it's 10 games. I think I played 10 games in the last month since our last recording. And I'm pretty impressed by that. I feel really blessed um, because I know that uh, there's a lot of folks in our community that just aren't getting games in because, you know, they, they, they live alone or they live with family who don't play games. They don't go out to the stores. Um, well, because most of the stores aren't open, um, you know, uh, or, you know, or whatever. A lot of folks have been able to do a lot of painting and they've been able to do um, a lot of hobbying in their home because that's something they could do on their own. But in terms of getting games, actual games and real humans, that's just, it isn't happening for a lot of people. And so I'm, I'm saying this, um, uh, be, with full acknowledgement that that I know that I'm lucky that that my boys play games and and that Oz is willing to learn new games uh, such as Malifaux and potentially maybe Infinity too, but uh, um, but I also have hope that we'll be able to have uh, games uh, in in person in the future. I do. I um, I'm holding out. I it's. It's, we may not go back to how we were before. Like we may always have masks on and, you know, and stuff like that, but um, that isn't, you know, it isn't bad. At least we'll be able to see people um, and be able to play games together. So um, I want to shift to the, um, to the hobby table real quick. One of the things that's really exciting for me is on Thursday nights on our discord server, we host a paint party and so people will just log on and have, and we'll have the audio and some people have video and be able to turn their video on and share what they're doing. And, and we just talk about whatever, a lot of times talk about books or movies or something, but, but we also, you know, share tips and tricks. And, and we also ask uh, for suggestions on coloring and, and things like that. So I, um, my hobby desk has been pretty sporadic. You know, I can, I can either game or hobby. Um, it's hard to do both uh, just because, you know, both of them take up time. And, you know, I'm, um, I work almost seven days a week, it feels like. And so uh, time is uh, is at a premium. But I've been assembling some elves for, well, some elves, some trees, some mushrooms, men, and some, like, rabbit men for this, like, super fey, um, Sylvan Elf Army for or Sylvan Elves Army uh, for the Ninth Age, and I bought some elves that came. They had to do some minimal assembly, but they came already attached to a base, and they're a round base. And so I have to remove all of the bases to be able to put them on the square bases for uh, for the Ninth Age. So I've been doing that. And I've got wood uh, movement trays or stands or whatever you want to call them that I need to glue together. And I keep putting it off because you have to use wood glue. And, and then I want to use like uh, 
a, I have a bunch of vices to be able to hold them in place while they dry. Um, and I just, um, I just need a space where I can open up and be messy and, and do that. Um, because the, the wood glue is going to spread, you know, even, even if I just put a little bit, it's going to spread as I, as I clamp those things together, but I need to do that. So they, so they can, so the leads can dry and be dry, be ready when it's time to play. Um, on the subject of Malifaux, I magnetized all of the bases of my Malifaux. And, um, and so, cause I got one of those, you know, metal tray transporter things from Malifaux and their models are so gorgeous. And, but they're all like fine pointed. And if, if you put them in foam and you shake the foam, you know, the edge of the model is going to like, snap off or something it's it happens uh my uh my dashel is missing part of his handle on his axe and so um so i wanted to be able to magnetize them to a metal shelf and and so they wouldn't move around and they wouldn't bump into each other and break so anyway i did that and actually that's what got oz interested in malifaux because i had put them all out on the table and and i just one by one systematically started you know putting the magnets on the bases and he comes over and he's like hey uh what's what's this <laughs> so that's what got him started oh another thing that i built was uh the new legion of everblight stuff finally came out so the blight archon and bethane and the uh, what are they virtue hosts so uh, i got those from rune and board I uh, pre-ordered them like a long time ago when they finally came in. And um, so I built them up right away. So when we get back to War Machine, I think I'm going to run some of the new Everblight against Oz. See how, he, see how he handles that. Anyway, that's it, I guess. Uh, just a short solo episode. Uh, Dan and Chad and I have had like really weird schedules with this COVID thing and with, you know, Chad's schedule changing at work and then Dan having, you know, he has young kids at home. I have older kids. And so there's a little bit more flexibility for me in terms of when, uh, you know, some stuff, but like, but the time that we normally record is no longer good for the other two guys. And so we're trying to figure out what our schedule is going to be. And we're going to try to figure out what the future uh, was going to look like in terms of scheduling. But um, I know that um, I wanted to put this out there and I wanted, I know that some of our, some of our listeners um, have mentioned that, you know, we haven't put one out recently. And so um, I'm going to put this out uh, for posterity's sake. And I hope that all of you, uh, found something that I shared uh, exciting or cool. Um, uh, maybe I remember, maybe one of these days uh, we can play a game together. But thanks for listening and uh, have a good one.
Thank you.